It's episode 190 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and we inch closer to crowning state title winners in high school football. Plus, a quick update on the local teams playing for state titles in soccer and volleyball, and a little bit of a kick towards winter season. This is your source of local Cincinnati and Dayton Ohio sports, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly audio podcast that covers all sports in Dayton and Cincinnati, Ohio, and covers areas from Northern Kentucky and the Ohio River up to Lima and Allen County. From Richmond, Indiana and the surrounding Whitewater Valley region to Madison County and surrounding areas. If you want local sports, this is your source. To find your favorite way of listening to this podcast, as well as visiting the Tee Public and Redbubble shops and find the latest episodes, please visit sindaypod.com. This opening theme was created with the Splash app. It's time for another episode with your host, Lee W. Mowen. Can you believe we're almost out of fall sports and into the winter sports season? I'm quite pumped, honestly, but uh, it also scares me with the news that the coronavirus numbers are going up, and that's not the way we want to go. We want to go downwards. I mean, you could think that, you know, higher numbers are better, but uh, what's, uh, what's your reasoning for that? So, yes, right now we have winter sports coming for now, although I just saw from Jim DeBelt, West Virginia has postponed winter athletics for high schools. So maybe that'll come out to Ohio. I don't know. Hopefully not because, uh, yeah, hockey, 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 hockey. Regular season starts next weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But let's talk about some football. We start off with Division One. for those of you that are just, you know, listening into the podcast for the first time ever. In Ohio high schools, Division One means you're the big schools. Division Seven means you're the small schools. What's the difference in quality in terms of football? Absolutely nothing. It's just really how many bodies do you have at the school? How many same gender bodies do you have at the school? I mean, look at the Midwest Athletic Conference. Also, there's a little bit of surprise in Division 7 play. More on that later. As we start off with Division 1. St. Xavier 12, Springfield 10. What start off as a good start for the Wildcats? St. X ended it with nine straight points. They'd had an extra point blocked, but the Wildcats could not come up late. And the Bombers will be playing for the Division I state title tonight, on this day of recording, November 13th. Who will be the opponents for the Cincinnati School? Well, that's going to be Pickerington Central. They pick up a 38-31 win over Mentor. So where are the Bombers and Pick Central playing? Fortress Obits. We talked a little bit about this last week's episode. You know, that two-hour-long episode. Hopefully, this is going to be a shorter episode this week. But yeah, St. X playing for Cincinnati. They're representing Southwest Ohio in Division One, And they'll take on Pickerington Central, which, according to some Columbus-area fans, they look like a college team amongst high schools. So that'll be an interesting game. I mean, Steve Sprecht... His team's no slouch. Definitely a great power-running team, and they can throw the ball when needed. Good defense as well. I think St. X has a quality chance, 
but Pickerington Central is no slouch from Central Ohio. So that is your state title game. Again, playing tonight, this November 13th, Friday the 13th in 2020. That means Jason's going to come at you and do stuff because 2020. So Bombers pick Central. They will be playing for the first football state title given out this season. Whereas Divisions 2 through 7, they'll have to wait another weekend. Next weekend, we'll determine who gets the title. And we start off with Division 2. In Region 7, in the Battle of Massillon, it's Washington knocking off Perry, 43-13. to And Region 8, in the Battle of Cincinnati, number 1, Winton Woods, falls short to number 2, LaSalle, 35-10. to Lancers take down the top-seeded Warriors of Winton Woods. And now they will face... Massillon, Washington at Marysville High School's Impact Stadium with the winner getting over Avon or Akron Hoban, which Hoban is actually a very tough foe of their own, um, very quality team. So definitely, you know, LaSalle has to get past Massillon, Washington first to play for the title, but these two games aren't going to be easy for whoever wins. So definitely looking forward to seeing the D2 results. And a big win for the LaSalle Lancers. We move on to Division 3, Region 11. Number 1, St. Francis de Sales pushes away Bishop Hartley, 38-7. And in Region 12, it's an upset handed by the Ultra Knights as they take down number 5, Ross, 35-21. So Alter will get St. Francis de Sales in the battle of private... Is St. Francis de Sales Catholic? I probably should have looked that up before I said that, but... I believe both schools are private, and they'll get to play at Bullis Field at London High School, with the winner facing either Colombian or Chardon, which I hope that's how you say that, but hey. We look at Division 4. Now keep in mind, 1, 2, 3, and 7 play tonight. 4, 5, and 6, wait till tomorrow. We have Region 14, big upset, as Van Wert did a little whipping of their own. It's funny, because Shelby is known as the Whippets. And the Cougars claw out a 49-7 upset win as the fifth-seeded Van Wart Football Club takes down number two, Shelby. Region 15, we have another big upset. It's Bloom Carroll out of the Columbus area, and they hand number one St. Clairsville a 40-0 defeat. Three upsetting one there. And another three upsetting one, it's number three Wyoming in Region 16, knocking off top-seeded Clinton Massey 28-9. When you can hold a powerful Falcons offense to three field goals in a game, you did something right. But then again, Wyoming has been tough these past few years. Are you really surprised? Maybe if you haven't been paying attention. But what does that give Wyoming? A chance to face Van Wert at Piqua's Alexander Stadium tonight. As you might know, I love that facility, and I think that's a great spot. I think Wyoming is closer to Piqua than Van Wert is, which I... Would have thought the other way. There was a Cincinnati.com article, and I forgot to save it. So there you go. Bloom Carroll on the other side. They'll get Lake Catholic at Woody Hayes Quaker Stadium in New Philadelphia on the other side of the state. Division 5. Here we go. Ostego. If you remember last week, they knocked off Ottawa Glandorf. Well, they hand number 5, Pemberville Eastwood, a 31-21 defeat. Region 19, it's Ironton knocking off Ridgewood, 17-7. And Region 20, Roger Bacon cruises over Springfield Shawnee and the Braves, 31-7. So Roger Bacon will get Ironton at London's Bolas Field. Ostego gets Kirkland at Parma Senior High School's Byers Field. 
As we move on to Division 6, Region 23, the top-seeded Fort Fry squad. They knock off number 3, Fairland, 47-7. And in Region 24, Coldwater hands Mechanicsburg a 35-14 decision. The Cavaliers move on. Top-seeded Cavaliers. Fort Fry will take on New Middletown Springfield, not to be confused with Old Middletown Springfield. Seriously, there's like three Springfields. There's Springfield Springfield. Holland Springfield, which I believe is the Toledo area one, and New Middletown Springfield. Why couldn't they just be called New Middletown? I don't know. And unfortunately, I don't have a location for that battle. I do have a location of the next one. It's at Sydney Memorial Stadium, as Coldwater will take on Columbus Grove. You might think Columbus Grove is in the Columbus area, but I can assure you it's not. It is towards Bowling Green and Toledo. It's a Grove of Columbus or something. And now Division 7, Region 26, the top-seeded Thunderbirds of Lima Central Catholic fly high over Hopewell Loudon, the six-seeded Hopewell Loudon squad, 62-20. We have Newark Catholic winning Region 27 by defeating Shadyside 10-7. And Region 28, I somehow got rid of one result, but not the one from last week. <clears throat> anyway, New... New Bremen, 24, Marion Local, 17. That is three upsetting one, and the Cardinals will move on. This is the first time that Marion Local is not in the Final Four since 2011. It's been a while, but big upset for New Bremen. Like I said, that'd be a pretty big game, but I know they're nowhere close to being done. However, New Bremen, with that upset win over Marion Local and their uh, Mac foe, We'll get Lima Central Catholic, which has just demolished their foes throughout the season. They got a really good program. They're independent. But I, I think that'll be a very fun one. If you want to catch LCC and Newt Bremen, you got to go to Wapakoneta's Harmon Field. And Newark Catholic will face John F. Kennedy Catholic. You know, John F. Kennedy and his Catholic school, I guess. At Massillon Paul Brown Stadium. And there are no non-playoff scores. This is the point where you stop playing regular season games. Although, next week we'll talk about the Columbus City League champs, the Cincinnati Public School champs, as I don't have that information at this time. I do, however, have Indiana High School scores. And we start off with Class 4A in Indiana. Again, the higher the class you are, meaning 6 is the highest you can go, that's your big schools. If you're in class 1A, you have small schools. And again, the quality difference, there is none. It's just how many students do you have. We talk about class 4A. The Richmond Red Devils fell in the first round to Mount Vernon. In this same Mount Vernon Marauder squad, they knocked off the Newcastle Trojans 49-20. to Mount Vernon's reward will be Ron Colley tonight. And sectional 23, that was sectional 21 for Mount Vernon, by the way. They are the sectional 21 champs, the Mount Vernon Marauders. Sectional 23 between Mooresville and Martinsville. It's Mooresville 52, Martinsville 27, and Evansville Central will now take on Mooresville in the Battle of the Envilles. We drop down to Class 2A as the team we were watching out of this sectional, Shenandoah, they fell to Heritage Christian 45-20, ending their season for the Raiders. And Heritage Christian now has Western Boone. And sectional 39, I believe... Try and think who was in that bracket, but I've, I want to say try, but I think it's Class 1A. Anyway, sectional 39 champs are Triton Central. They knock off Providence 35-7 and now face off against Evansville. 
Matter Day. Class 1A Sectional 43 Fun, South Adams 55, Madison Grant 7, and South Adams now gets to take on Southwood. And Sectional 47 play, North Decatur 6, Milan 0. I had to do a double take on that just because how low scoring that was. But North Decatur's reward, West Washington. And a West Washington because the Indiana High School Football Helmet Playoff thing. So there you go. That is your look at Ohio and Indiana football playoffs. Now, if we were living in a world that wasn't being rattled by the coronavirus, tonight would be the start of Kentucky high school football playoffs. However, that's going to wait a week. And uh, it just really depends what's happening because Kentucky is having their own troubles trying to contain COVID-19. In fact, it's bad all across the United States. In fact, most of Ohio is bathed in red. And red, although my favorite color, that's not a good thing. That's level three. You get into level four, that's when things start shutting down. So, I don't want things to shut down. I talk about it with my fiancé all the time. I mean, that would probably be the best thing, but I worry about, you know, people's mental health and that type of thing. I, I don't know where I stand. It's a scary, scary time. Let's talk about scores in Kentucky. Narvin, Kentucky, to be precise. We got Ryle taking down Connor, 34-14. Brian Station rolls across Simon Kenton, 54-39. Covington Catholic's 29-game winning streak snapped by the hands of Lexington Catholic, 29-28. And in fact, the article I saw mentioned that Covington Catholic would have been on the not ESPN top 10 plays. Apparently it was a very sloppy game, but Covington Catholic's long winning streak is no more. Pendleton County knocks off Powell County 44-39. Holmes with a shutout win over Newport Catholic 20-0. Highlands 34, Campbell County 21. We have Boone County 12, Walton Verona 8, and that's it. There was only seven scores on uh, NKYSports.com this week. Not sure why there were so many games not being played, but there you go. And like I mentioned, playoffs, you got to wait a week. Hopefully, that's it. So no playoffs start tonight in Northern Kentucky. How about some college scores for you? I was not thinking I was going to have the Miami Redhawks game. Uh, just because of the fact that I was hoping to do this earlier in the week, and uh, it just didn't happen. In fact, I was hoping to do this a lot earlier than today, but hey. We'll start off with the Cincinnati Bearcats. You know them as the number six team in the AP poll. Well, they knock off a Houston Cougars squad by a score of 38-10. And because of this win by the Bearcats, they dropped a spot. Yes, that's what I said. No, I don't understand it. Except... Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it great that, you know, you win and you still drop a spot? Doesn't happen to Ohio State. And their uh, their schedule is, uh, uh, what's the quality? Charmin toilet paper? And yeah, I know they're playing Big Ten schools. But in a year that we've had non-conference games, yeah, Charmin. So the Miami Redhawks, they got off to a great start at home against Ball State last week, right? 38-31 winners over the Ball State Cardinals. You know, the home of Bob Ross and the Joy of Painting. Recently started watching that show as a way to fall asleep 
during the night, just because how soft-spoken he is. If I had money, it'd be great to paint, but um, yeah. Anyway, so the Red Hawks went to the University at Buffalo, which that's pretty funny just because, you know, normally it's the University of, insert name here, or insert name here, University. You get what I'm saying. But Buffalo is the University at Buffalo because I think they're part of the uh, S-U-N-Y program. Uh, That's not the right word. You get what I'm saying. Anyway, the Red Hawks fell 42-10. to that that's it. it was a tough loss to the Buffalo Bulls. Very quality opponent. Twenty one points in the third quarter certainly didn't help. And also a touchdown in the second, a field goal in the fourth. That's all the offense the Red Hawks could muster. Looking at the stats here. Just looking at the total yards of offense. Well, here's your problem. The Bulls have five hundred and fifty eight yards of offense to Miami's two hundred and fifty eight. So, yeah, 300 more yards for the University at Buffalo on 70 plays compared to Miami's 57. What you think, 300 more yards, you have a lot more plays on Buffalo's side, but really only 13 more? Mm. Uh, Penalty-wise, it's fairly even. Buffalo with one more penalty, 6-5, 52 yards against the Bulls, 45 against the Hawks. It's a tough loss. You know, got to shake it off and prepare for the next game. Which I will tell you for Miami, that will be Tuesday the 17th at 8 p.m. at home against Ohio U. Now, something that's ticked me off is the fact that I tried to listen to the Red Hawks game on 980 because normally it takes the Miami, you know, satellite feed and airs it back out. No such thing. And I like to know why, because that would mean 980 only has the Dayton Dragons. And you can't really call yourself Dayton Sports Station if you don't have anything Dayton-related. But, uh, yeah, that's just me. I'm a little bitter about that, can't you tell? So, UC's next game, it's tonight. Which is weird for college football, but... um, Especially since, you know, you have LaSalle, St. X playing tonight. uh, Roger Bacon playing, well, tomorrow night, I guess. But, yeah. It's a virtual sellout for the Bearcats. They're 5-0 and 3-0 in AAC play. They'll take on the 1-4 and 1-3 ECU Pirates. That's East Carolina, if you didn't know what ECU meant. So that's going to be tonight, 7.30 on ESPN2 from Nippert Stadium. But if you like sports locally like I do, uh, I will tell you, go listen to Dan Horde on 700. Does a marvelous job also. Former guests on this podcast, like Steve Baker, the voice of the Red Hawks, was too. That I think that's what disappointed me more. I was expecting to hear, you know, Steve Baker talk, but uh, that wasn't the case. And what's after ECU? A trip to UCF, and that will be next Saturday at 3.30. And then the Bearcats have three straight on the road. UCF next Saturday, November 28th at Temple, December 4th at Tulsa. So... Yeah. Also, I like to talk to you about the Bengals, but uh, they don't play until Sunday. They'll get the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I believe that's a late afternoon game, too. So maybe I'll watch that on TV. Bengals and Browns were off. Can't tell you the scores because they were off. But it looks like COVID's kind of racked through Cleveland, although I heard that they reopened facilities, meaning, you know, it wasn't as bad as they thought. 
Bengals, they put a, a few on the COVID list. Steelers put Ben Roethlisberger on the COVID list, but it looks like number seven will be playing for Pittsburgh this Sunday. Although it, it's kind of... It's kind of nice to hear that people think the Bengals can beat the Steelers. Now, of course, they said if Ben's not out there, the Bengals will win. But, you know, it just matters how you play. The, the What I've read more just about the backup for Ben and Mason Rudolph is just he's stationary. And this is an NFL that you got to be quick on your feet. If you're not, you'll be eaten alive. Uh, speaking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're undefeated. They were almost not undefeated, thanks to Dallas, but... The Steelers pull away for a 24-19 win over Dallas in Texas. Yes, that Dallas team is <laughs> shredded and a lot of people on the IR, and uh, Zeke's not good. But uh, there you go. This is the first time ever that Pittsburgh's ain't no. Yeah, I, I was surprised on that too, but yeah, first time ever. And the Baltimore Ravens, well, they flatten out the Indianapolis Colts 24-10. to And that's your scores from... This past week in sports, again, Bengals at the Steelers for Week 10. That's Sunday. And, yeah, I'm definitely either watching it, which I think it's on CBS, or I'm listening to it on the radio. So, yeah. It's so weird that's the off week. It's like, what do you talk about? I mean, yeah, the Bengals, you know, if that offensive line plays like they did against Tennessee – You know, maybe the Bengals will have a second half that's worth remembering. And, you know, you think, hey, the rebound is looking good. Just need a couple pieces and you'll have uh, have a competitive team in the AFC North. But we'll see how things go along like that. Can you believe that winter sports regular season starts next week with hockey? I can't believe it either. And you know what else that means? Uh, pretty soon, I will be meeting up with Tony Peters and Seth Kime, and we're going to talk about the boys' basketball season. That'll be in a couple of weeks, and hopefully you will join us there on the Cincinnati Dane Sports Podcast or the Southwest Ohio Full Court Press Podcast as well. So let's look at other sports. We're going to start with volleyball, because tonight, that's where it starts. And hopefully this is very quick and doesn't make me sound like a big idiot, but it starts tonight. My friends from UD are helping working out that cause as well. We start off with Division 4, and we have ourselves up first. Newark Catholic for Division 4 against New Bremen at Vandalia Butler High School. This will be the 14th tomorrow, Saturday at 10 a.m., and on the other side of that... At 1 p.m., you'll have Tiffin Calvert taking on Dalton. So your local school will be the new Bremen Cardinals. They have a very successful volleyball team. And two more wins will give the Cardinals another title. That's in Division 4. Division 3 looks something like this. Brackets. Wow, I'm surprised. Sorry. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy with a sweep of Versailles at Fairmont. They will be taking on, tomorrow at 7, at Vandalia Butler, Huron, who swept Johnstown Northridge. Independence takes on Tuscaroras Valley at 4 p.m. tomorrow, Saturday, the 14th of November. And then the state title game will be the 15th, that's Sunday, at 7.30. That's Division 3. Now we look at Division 2 volleyball bracket. Wow, more brackets with words on them. I'm surprised. 
tonight. Well, actually, that should be done by now. Tippecanoe against Gates Mills Gilmore Academy. We're going to see them on hockey for the Talawanda Thanksgiving tournament. More on that a little bit later. We're going to do a dive on Twitter because this game is supposed to be played the 13th at 1. I'm recording this at 5 p.m. on 13th, and there's no result on that. Let's look up Tippecanoe Red Devils. What's on the other side of the bracket, you might ask, before I just start wandering and talking? Well, Jonathan Alder, they played at 10 a.m., and they took on Chardon's Notre Dame Catholic Excuse me, Notre Dame Cathedral Latin. I have no idea why I butcher that so much. So the winner of those bouts will play on the 15th, Sunday at 9, at Butler for the state title. And it looks like the Red Devils fall in four to Gilmore Academy, meaning well, that's also the first loss for Tippecanoe as well. That's, that's a tough one for Tippecanoe. But the Red Devils win the first set 25-20, then drop the next three 25-18, 25-23, 25-15, meaning the Red Devils will not be playing for a state title. And now let's look up Jonathan Alder and the Pioneers. Their logo, at least for the football team, is that Arizona A, and it's colored, you know, Jonathan Alder colors. And last update is six hours ago. And the Lions were up 19-14 in the first set. That doesn't help me in the slightest. So, again, it's not typical new playing for the state title. It's Gilmore Academy and either Jonathan Alder or Notre Dame Cathedral Latin. We'll look on Twitter. And it's the Lions knocking off Jonathan Alder. So no local teams in Division 2. Sorry that took so long, but there you go. And it's a sweep in the hands of the Lions. They swept Jonathan Alder 25-17, 25-12, So no local team to talk about for Division II Volleyball. But Division I Volleyball looks like this. Load the bracket. We got Bishop Watterson from Columbus taking on Padua Franciscan. And that was actually that's going on right now. So no result to talk about. Bishop Watson and Padua Franciscan. On the other side of the bracket, starting at 7 tonight, the 13th, Mount Notre Dame out of Cincinnati and Cleveland's St. Joseph Academy. And we'll talk a little about that next week. A little bit more about that next week. Sorry for butchering that word, but there you go. I can't believe we're going to talk about state title winners next week. It just seemed like fall sports started. I mean, of course... Blame COVID for it, but there you go. Let's look at Division Three, And in fact, I do have an update for you. Kirkland is your state title winner for girls soccer Division Three. They knock off Cincinnati Country Day 3-2 in overtime. Tough loss for CCD, but at the same time, they came back down 1-0 at the half, 1-0 at the half, excuse me, at Mafre Stadium, the home of the Columbus crew. But Kirkland... Just a little bit better, and they hand Cincinnati Country Day their first loss on the year. So, runners up in the state, that's nothing to sneeze about for Cincinnati Country Day. They fall to 17-1-4. And Kirkland, the state title winners, they'll go to 19-1-3 with a big, shiny, well, banners aren't shiny, 
shiny trophy and not shiny banners. There you go. Kirtland's really good in the fall. I mean, I, I feel like I talk Kirtland a lot for football and soccer. But there you go. Girls soccer D3. Kirtland are your state title winners over CCD. And Division 2 going on right now. Mansfield, Madison, Comp against Granville. Granville knocked off Monroe a couple days ago, 3-2 to two in overtime, meaning the closest or the local team to talk about would be Granville. And yes, I know it's not local, it's Columbus, but hey, I talk about Columbus schools all the time in ice hockey. Why shouldn't I talk about them for this podcast? There you go. And Division 1 looks like this. Load that beautiful bracket footage. Undefeated Strongsville tonight at 7 goes against... Olentangy, 18-2-2. Olentangy ended Centerville's season on the 10th by a 4-1 margin at Springfield. Strongsville bulldozed through Anthony Wayne, 4-1. And that's your look at girls' soccer. Again, D3 already decided Kirkland are your state champs. And you know what's really stupid when doing a podcast on the fly? Closing the... Closing the tab I needed to get to boys' soccer because I'm smart. And we'll talk about boys' soccer, and that will be it for this week. And just about 30 minutes in. If I talk really fast, I can keep it within 30 minutes, but hey, that's my treat to you. So starting tomorrow at 1 for Division Three boys' soccer and the state title, it will be Youngstown Cardinal Mooney going against Marymont. And I mentioned this on Twitter. This is Marymont's first time ever playing for boys' soccer title. So, good luck to the Warriors. I mean, I don't want to sound like a big homer, especially if Youngstown folks listen in, but, hey, that's really cool. And Marymont is undefeated on the season. 22 matches, 22 wins. That's pristine. Sparkly, clean, pristine, and other words. But, yeah, Marymont will take on Youngstown Colonel Mooney tomorrow, the 14th at 1. Division 2 time is Warren Hallen, 21-0-1, against Tippecanoe, 23-0. Could the Red Devils be back-to-back champs in boys' soccer? I think they got a shot. And, I mean, Howland and Tippecanoe have not lost this season. So, combine their records, Tip is 23-0, Warren Hallen, I mentioned, 21-0-1, that is 44 wins, one draw. I'll take that any time. So they will play for the D2 Boys Soccer State Champs tomorrow at Malfrey Stadium. And Division 1 looks something like this. It looks like a screen that is loading. Oh, now it doesn't. St. Ignatius, 20-0, will take on New Albany, 18-3-1. So again, local school would be in Columbus, but hey. They get to play at Mafre Stadium. I mean, I can't imagine. If you're playing soccer in the Columbus area, hey, I want to play at Mafre Stadium, and they're getting that shot. So definitely, that's got to be a really cool moment. It's like nice hockey. I, I know there's not a lot of schools that carry the sport, especially in Cincinnati-Dayton, but you got to think, if Columbus gets more schools into the state title game, they get to play in the big barn, a nationwide arena. How cool would that be? Answer, very. But that's it. That's your episode 190 in the book. Check out the 
handy-dandy legal pad that I got. Again, this is the time of year where I pretty much own stock in Dollar Tree's legal pad department. Football updates. Yeah, I think we covered that. Did not cover FC Cincinnati and the Columbus crew, which, okay, let's go ahead and do that. One team is going to the playoffs, and one team finished in last place again. I bet you can determine which teams did that, especially since I think FC Cincinnati had a shot at the playoffs, so they beat first-year team Inter Miami CF. I mean, how long has people been talking about, oh, yeah, Miami's going to have an MLS team. What was that, like 10 years? And then they finally get things going? Anyway, it just irks me. Actually, what irks me is FC Cincinnati fell to the bottom of the bracket again. But I do like some of the roster movements that FC Cincinnati made. By roster movements, I mean roster decisions. Meaning some players, nope, don't come back. See you next time. Uh, some are negotiating contracts to stay in Cincinnati. I, I didn't realize this until I read in the Inquirer that... Stam and the GM uh, Nightcamp, they're going to be the longest tenured GM head coach combo in FC Cincinnati history. I just shook my head on that. I was like, really? Even Alan Coke? I mean, Alan Coke was with, let's see, wasn't he with both USL teams? Or the last two USL teams? I forget. You want to hear who's in the playoffs? Okay. Philadelphia Union, they got the Supporter Shield, which I thought wasn't going to be awarded, but I guess it is. Maybe I read that wrong. I don't know. Yeah, Philadelphia Union, 14-4-5. That's wins, losses, and draws, which is listed as ties on here. Boo. Second place, Toronto FC. Third place, your Columbus Crew at 12-6-5. Yes, the crew did lead the MLS for quite some time in the Eastern Division, but hey... Third place. Not bad. Do your damage in the playoffs. Although the away record, uh, <laughs> 05 and 5. Five losses, five draws. Heck, even FC Cincinnati got a win on the road. I mean, come on. And just, uh, you're going to have to play on the road sometime, especially if you want to win the MLS Cup, but that's just me. Fourth place, Orlando City SC. Fifth place, New York City FC. Sixth place, New York Red Bulls. Seventh place, Nashville SC. 8th place, New England Revolution. Ninth, Montreal. And 10th, Inter-Miami CF. In the West, it's Sporting Kansas City from 1st to 8th. Sporting Kansas City, Seattle Sounders FC, Portland Timbers, Minnesota United FC, Colorado Rapids FC, Dallas, Los Angeles Football Club, and San Jose Earthquakes. What are the teams that didn't make it? Tough. Here they are. Chicago Fire, Atlanta United, D.C. United, and FC Cincinnati. Again, FC Cincinnati, wow, they were five points behind D.C. United. Ugh. I'll say it again for the those in the back. Ugh. And in the West, Vancouver, L.A. Galaxy, Rail, Salt Lake, and the Houston Dynamo. Wow. Houston was in last place? Wow. Anyway, so... How about those playoffs... I bet the playoffs button will tell me more about the playoffs. Sponsored by Aldi. Mine's an innie, but I'm sorry. That's a bad Family Guy reference. So your schedule matches won't happen for another week. The Eastern Conference play-in rounds November 20th. Round 1 will begin November 21st through the 24th. Take a little bit of a break. 
You'll have conference semifinals November 29th through December the 2nd. Conference finals December 6th. Play for the MLS Cup on December the 12th. You can even sync it to your calendar if you want. And the bracket is right there. The Columbus crew will get the New York Red Bulls. And the winner of that match will take on either the winner of Toronto FC and the play-in game, which is the Revolution versus Montreal or Nashville versus Miami. The lower winner of that, meaning whoever's got the higher seed, will take on the Philadelphia Union, whereas the higher seed in that will take on Toronto FC. On the other side, the Western Division, Sporting Kansas City has the Quakes of San Jose, Colorado Rapids take on Minnesota United, FC Dallas has Portland, and Seattle Sounders take on LAFC. Yeah, that road record for the crew, that wasn't uh, great. But you know what? The Columbus crew, I think they did enough for me. I mean, they are a lethal team. And if Coach Porter can get a couple road wins, I mean, yeah, the crew really won't be on the road until, you know, if they advance past New York Red Bulls, they'll be at Toronto FC, I'm sure. Unless they're playing in the bubble. Hey, if you want to win a cool 10K or some great gear... You can play in that bracket challenge. You can fill out a free bracket. And you got the playoffs 101 from there. And the MLS Cup is hosted by the finalists with the most MLS regular season points. And you can watch it on a bunch of stuff. I turned it away. Just making sure that uh, I was correct on who is home, who is not. I thought they said they might have played this in the bubble, but I'm not entirely sure doesn't really say where they're playing. So I assume they're playing at the better seeds. So looking at the play-in matches, yeah. So the higher seed possibly to be Nashville, maybe New England, Montreal, if the uh, upset gods have their way. Columbus Crew versus New York Red Bulls. Columbus at home, though, I mentioned the road record wasn't great, but the home record, nine wins, one loss. I'll take that any time of the week. You can watch this game Saturday, November 21st at 3 on Unimas. Tudin. What is Tudin? T-U-D-N? Never heard of it. TSN, that's ESPN in Canada, kind of, and TVAS in Canada. What is Tudin? I honestly have to look on that just because I honestly don't know what TUDN is. And it's going to be something really obvious, like, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, it says TUDN on the TV and streaming info, so thanks for that. Make me feel like an idiot, like I already am. So, yeah, TUDN. Let's find out what that is together, shall we? It looks like it's a Spanish station. Because the first result is Information de Football, Beastboard, Boxio, NFL, and NBA, MLS, Formula One, Tennis. Yeah, I think that's Spanish. Just because football could be Portuguese even. I thought football was spelled like that in Portuguese. But there you go. It's part of Univision. So that's why I didn't know it. Hooray, I don't feel like an idiot, but is that really it in U.S.?
because it's on TSN in Canada. Strange. Anyway, go find it there, and there's probably more options that the MLS website doesn't have. We'll talk a little bit more about the FC Cincinnati bracket results or the roster results a little bit later, but that'll do it for episode 190. It's been a quick episode. That's what I wanted to do because, yeah, last week, two hours. Normally, I save those for interviews and everything when, you know, I have interesting people. By interesting people, I mean not me. But we'll do the whole local Cincinnati Nathan sports thing next week again. And hopefully we'll get some more interviews cooking. Like I said, Tony and Seth, uh, the Southwest Ohio Full Court Press podcast will be on this podcast soon. But until episode 191, this is Lee W. Mallon signing off. Talk to you again for more local sports very soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. Be sure and bookmark SindayPod.com, the official website of the local Sunday Sports Podcast. From there, you can find your favorite way of listening to future episodes on platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and more. You can also find the Redbubble and Tee Public shops there too, where all podcast merchandise purchases go to help the podcaster. Follow on social media at Sunday Pod and the Lead W Mowen on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This closing theme was created with the Splash app. This is Lee W Mowen saying thank you again for listening, and we'll talk more local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports next time. <laughs>